Hello and welcome everyone. It's Petri here. I just want to thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're new to the show, I talk with people around the world and we discuss topics that are important to them and they can share their experiences with us. Uh, there's also episode notes with a full transcript, guest bio, links that you can check out at uh, www.talkswithpetri.com. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and give five stars, leave your comments, and please also let me know any suggestions, how you would like to improve the show, what I can do better, uh, and but also who would you like to have in the show. Uh, in this episode, I talk with Tom Meyer from Voice Hub. Uh, it's a startup uh, that is building something entirely new and exciting in the audio space. Uh, without further ado, welcome and enjoy the discussion. Hey, Tom, how are you doing? Hi, Petri. Good, and you? Pretty good. It's getting hot here. It's <laughs> almost like 25. So, you know, without air conditioning, this is, you know, getting summer. Some time ago, you stated that podcasting is a product that is still in the MVP states, minimum viable product states, since 2004, and never really got on out of these states. What did you mean by that? Mm, that was a theory, or that was just like some thoughts I had around the podcasting space, because when I looked at it, um, over the last 16 years, nothing really major happened in that space. And I think the space started out really with no intent of being a medium consumed by millions and millions of people and having the scale that it has today. And when you see that, when you have that in mind and see the development over the last 16 years, I think you can really see that this medium has scaled on a, on a size now that it isn't really capable of providing the analytics that all of these people would need to create better podcasts. It isn't really uh, able to make it easy and accessible for people that never listen to a podcast. They're just, the, the whole thing when podcasting started, they had like this objective to see if people want to listen or listen to this kind of audio and it feels, uh, this, this kind of content and it feels more like it, they tried it with like the minimum viable product approach, like setting up RSS feed and just having a decentralized network where everybody can listen wherever they want. And now podcasting or the last six years have shown that people really enjoy to listen to this kind of content, but it never really was a product that got developed any further. And now the audience size is way too big for what the product actually can do. And so I think like, we should look beyond podcasting. We should see audio and um, broadcasting audio as like a medium type, like YouTube videos or something like that. And maybe see, okay, what else can we do? So podcasting is now the the main kind of infrastructure. People are talking there and all, all kind of that stuff. And that's all good. But maybe there are some other kind of platforms that could use audio content and could provide a more suited infrastructure for the uh, for 2020 uh, and beyond that are you saying that there should be some more standardization for the format that you know it's easy to consume like we, you know email is still really powerful and it's sort of getting a compact with all the newsletters and everybody can read email and you know it's so standardized and that's the power of the email as well and that's in a way true with the podcasting as well you know obviously there there's the the counterforce so to speak spotify 
which is uh, more like a closed platform. So we are in the middle of a, I don't know, content war in audio at the moment. So, so what, what is what is your way out of this? What should we do next? Mm, so I think with podcasting, to re be really honest, I think like podcasting has this underlying structure with RSS that doesn't really enable any kind of big innovation just because like how RSS is set up. And the one thing that we could do in podcasting and that what is also happening right now is that is there is one company buying off uh, buying different kind of podcasting and trying to own the podcasting environment and podcasting is like this really special format it's like most of the time interviews uh, an hour long uh, talking about certain topics and spotify i think will be the winner and will play a big big role in that scenario so if they start buying up podcasts uh, and the podcast environment and people just listen to podcasts on spotify there are definitely some drawbacks with that and it's definitely not the best thing for the community but i think this is what's going to happen and it will but it will help podcasters that are on spotify help uh, to to better monetize to earn more money with their content because spotify if they own like the infrastructure of it they own the analytics they can provide advertisers with the uh with the analytics they need to to invest more of their money to see if their roi is working out and i think like podcasting will be spotify only i think maybe that's like a little harsh but the podcasting will have like a big big role uh, and spotify will play a big big role in, in podcasting and i think there but there are still some other opportunities out there to do funny things and uh, and cool things with audio that don't need to be podcasting so I've, my my kind of Summary there is podcasting will be won by Spotify. Spotify will own podcasting like probably a lot, uh, or a lot of podcasting. And um, there, but there are some other platforms and other approaches where you can create cool audio content and um, yeah, have like more variety in, in that space. You've been experimenting with voice and audio for some time already. Uh, what have you learned? Oh, that's a good question. I think like the first thing that uh, came to my head right now was that um, audio is a tough medium. So it's really not that easy because you don't really have viral, viral effects with audio. So uh, it's not like where we have a, a cute little video for six seconds or 10 seconds or 20 seconds that can go viral and attract millions and millions of people. We Haven't have you heard of TikTok? Yeah, I have heard of TikTok. <laughs> I think TikTok really nailed that approach there. And I think it's it's difficult with audio just because audio is, there's less information in 10 seconds of audio versus 10 seconds of video. And that means like these 10 seconds to really go viral would need to be like super crazy engaging content. So I think that's like, One thing with audio or one thing that we've learned that it's not that easy to have viral audio content if it's even possible. Um, so it, it limits kind of the growth there or makes it sometimes hard to grow there. Um, the second thing I would say is that it's also not that easy. It's easy from a technical standpoint to create audio content, but being a good moderator, being a good speaker... Um, being a good host, being a good guest, 
whatever that is, it's really not that easy. So it definitely, you definitely need to be, have like a certain kind of talent uh, to be a great audio creator. And the third thing would be that even though it's hard to, to be a master at it, it's also, but it's way easier for people that aren't content creators from like natural content creators. So aren't people that post a lot of Instagram, post a lot of YouTube and post a lot of on Facebook uh, content there. Um, it's easier for these people to access it in the first place. So more people are willing to try out to create audio content um, than starting a YouTube channel. But it's like, I think there's also a quote in that direction that it's easy to learn, but hard to master. So it's easy to do, but really hard to be a great, great guest, host, speaker, moderator, whatever. So these are maybe the three things we've, we've learned in that space now. Coming back uh, a bit to the virality aspect, uh, you mentioned in your Medium article that users need context before they engage. And that's a tough uh, nut to crack. Do you have any any ideas how to do that? Mm -hmm. So I think this, this aspect came from that we um, saw there are so many podcasts out there and there are really, really a lot of podcasts out there on a lot of different topics. And it's hard for people to decide whether to listen to, to, to which podcast they should listen to. And most of the time, people default into the behavior that they just listen to like the top ones in a certain category they are interested in. And we thought that maybe there is a solution if you group a lot of different creators in one group uh, and also the listeners and the creators at the same place. So if you have like an app or a platform where you have one community that's dedicated to a certain type of topic and creators and listeners meet in that one place to create and listen to content and make it easy for people or for listeners to search through new content and also show uh, give them opportunity to to express what kind of creators and what kind of content they like within that community then this should help to engage more creators more people and uh, create more listeners and more engagement overall so the, the the way we want to crack context is basically that we want to provide a topic provide an area within an app or within a website um to, for people to come together that they can search. So if you're interested like in startup content, you search for startup, then you find different communities that are uh, centered around startups. So I don't know, startup knowledge, investment strategy, or all of these different kinds of topics that are related to, to startups. And you can see what's going on in these communities. You can join them. You can scroll through the new content there. You can join conversations there. Or you can also scroll through the best content there and give your own kind of ratings of how much you like this content. And that way enable like new creators to have an audience right away and to have listeners or give listeners the option to, to give these new creators feedback. So the context is given away by the community itself, by the name of the community, by the description of community. And then you just need to, to figure out what kind of creators you like the most in these communities. This reminds me of uh, the very traditional and old format, a book. It's the same thing. You know, everybody goes to the big titles and, and most of the money in the industry, at least in the fiction, goes to the top 10 writers in the world. 
So, you know, even though you would love to have something new, even in nonfiction, but, you know, it's quite a hard to to actually pick up the book and read it. You know, even though, you know, you, you get recommendations, you read about it, and, and probably it just takes few of your friends really to, you know, kick your butt and say that, you know, now I have to read this, you know, this is really the thing. And then you're like, OMG, this is really good. Why I didn't do that early on. Yeah, 100%. So I think books and podcasts are pretty similar in that space. Books maybe have the one advantage that, that they are all written. Uh, so you can easily scan th through summaries, easily scan um the back of a book and see what's what's it about you can do this with podcasting too of course but a podcast a, a book is like this the static thing so you write a book you put it out there and people listen uh, read it whenever they want a podcast is like an ongoing developing thing so it's harder to have like static summaries there or static trailers uh, there because like there are different guests there are different topics there are different questions and This makes it a little bit harder for, for podcasts to be accessible than books. But I think it's like the same kind of infrastructure. Books are also or were pretty decentralized. There were all of these different bookstores where you can buy the same books. That's the same with podcasting. There are so many podcasting platforms out there where you can listen to the same podcasts. And then all of a sudden, there came a little company called Amazon and centralized much of the book distribution on their platform. And now they own a huge market share of the book market. And I think like that's pretty comparable to what a Spotify are doing right now in the, in the podcasting landscape there. I wrote an article a few weeks back or some days back uh, saying that this is the decade of audio and I've been thinking about it for a while. Uh, how do you actually come up with, oh, you want to introduce a new song to the market? Uh, that's what I heard uh, some of the industry players saying that, you know, this probably happened in the, some 20, 30 years back or doesn't really matter. The thing is, the trick is that you need to have some uh, familiar elements and, and you know, it, it cannot be totally, completely new thing because then people will not sort of uh, be acceptable. It, it will not sort of go, go the right way for them. So what do you need to do if, if you have an artist who is like having a new sound and it's, it's not something, you know, which has been in the market, you have to sandwich that song, if you have a playlist in the radio or somewhere, and you can actually put it in the repetitive uh, pattern for, for weeks or something. So, you you know, people will start to, you know, hear it for, for many, many times. You put uh, the, the new song between two familiar songs. So you are in a good mood and, and, and then you get to the stranger thing and, and then, you know, you, you keep on doing. So you have to gradually get people to accept something new. And even in the songs, you know, it's always good to have something which is uh, a family, some familiar elements, and, and, and that's sort of the trick. Uh, so it's quite curious to see that, you know, are we able to do the same with the audio because the resistance is high and there's no eye candy mm -hmm. uh, with the video. Yeah, I think so. Too. I think so too. You need to uh, make changes and put out new updates and put up new products with marginal changes at a time to really get people used to what you're trying to do and putting something out there that's completely new is most of the time people would would like to say that they are open to completely new things but in reality and on scale i think people aren't that open to completely new things and to completely crazy things it 
every revolution that's out there, everything that's so super new and so super cool right now, most of the time has a history of five to six to ten years when the people that initiated that revolution in any way, uh, in any shape or form, started with really small steps over time. And then you have like this effect that people think it's an overnight success and it's totally new and totally crazy. But most of the time you need to make small changes uh, and really get people used to what you're trying to do and get people used to do the vision that you um, have. And then all of a sudden at some point you hit like an inflection point uh, and really start growing or whatever you you want to have have happen with your revolution there or with your different kind of approach um but for many people out there it will feel like it was an overnight success even though you've been working on it for 10 years you mentioned that uh, we should consider audio as a platform what do you mean by that This was pretty much like also the, the summary of podcasting is the MVP. We should think about all of these different, there are basically four different types of content that you can share and create online. There's, a, there's text, there's video, there's uh, pictures, and uh, you have audio. And all of these four different kind of mediums should, to make it easier to, to think about them, should you can think about them as platforms. So you can think about text as the platform uh, where Twitter was built on or Medium was built on. You can think about video as the platform uh, people used to build on TikTok and to build on YouTube. You can think about um, pictures as the platform where Instagram was built on or Pinterest was built on. And then you have audio and audio is really like this lonely kind of fourth child from these three that hasn't really have a platform built upon um, and you can say that podcasting is like the platform that was built on top of audio but that's not even really true because like podcasting is more like an infrastructure and not like a real platform because it's so decentralized you could argue that spotify and soundcloud are some of the more popular examples but spotify is mainly music or still mainly music and the original uh, it has it had and their growth they had was all based around music and soundcloud really never nailed their opportunity to become like this big 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 company there they had a lot of different product changes a lot of different price and pricing changes and i think some people at some point weren't really interested in it uh, and it, the, the growth slowed down so Audio as a platform, if you think about it that way, can enable so much fun things you can do with audio. Um, and it's not that you can take all of the examples you have seen on video or on pictures and really just adapt these things to, to audio. So I think it's not possible to say that you build the that you want to build the Instagram for audio or the TikTok for audio. Uh, I even had an article out there at some point. Uh, I still uh, I have a snippet on VoiceUp um, that's called uh, "We We Are Building the Medium for Audio." But after some time now, I think that's totally nonsense. Um, so you need to think about how you can really use the platform of audio to make great and interesting content. So you basically see audio as the platform. Then you need to build a tool or a platform on top of that platform to enable great content than can, that, that can come out of audio. And that's the same thing that's happened with YouTube. YouTube enabled 
creators out there to create great things with um, with their platform and people not using are uh, not using YouTube because of the platform because of the techni uh, technical specifications but because of the content that gets created on there and that's same thing for TikTok that's the same thing for Instagram so you really need to think what kind of tools what kind of platform do you need to create the best kind of audio content and then you can build a platform there that can be successful and also have a platform for people to become successful on your platform, if that makes sense. Could Twitter with the audio tweets somehow you know, become that audio platform? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I think mixing, audio is like a really kind of special medium and mixing it into text and mixing it into video and picture content Sometimes it's hard because just to consume audio content, you need like a different kind of feature set uh, than you need to consume video content. And what they're basically doing right now is not that they're not really implementing audio itself, but they implement video basically, uh, but just make it you, you can speak and then they upload a video uh, rendered with your, with your picture on it. So It will be interesting to see. I think it's really, really early to, to say how this will be the case. But what they can do is they can really push the format forward and get people to think about the format more openly. So that what they really can do is, oh, wow, we had now podcasting out there and podcasting works and people like to listen to podcasts. But uh, look over here, you can also do these kinds of, or this incredible thing with audio. So you can also create small little, content there that people enjoy enjoy to listen to so maybe think more creatively about what you can do with audio and that's that is definitely something that twitter can do with their reach and their um, scale they have audio is so much more you can you can just you know have the nature sounds you can do so many other things than sing or talk And, and and that's you know obviously there's also music but there's so many other you know levels and and, and variety in all together so is it even possible to put that in a, in a one single platform yeah I, i'm not sure about that i also think that's pretty hard to put it in one single platform um what we try to do to enable some different kind of audio content is that we really have these smaller communities and these smaller groups where people can engage so they are like in their closed environment there um, i think it's interesting to see that there are actually two audio companies that are huge but rarely get talked about when when you think about um, audio co uh, companies uh, so most of the time if you say okay what are the biggest companies in the audio space right now most of the time you say soundcloud and spotify um, but if you think about another company called audible <laughs> Audible is pretty, pretty big. And there are also some other um, audio platforms, uh, audio books platforms out there. But not just Audible, but also Calm and Headspace are basically also just audio companies. So in the you can find uh, in on some not so legal websites, you can download all of the audio courses that are on Headspace and you can do exactly the stuff that you can do within the headspace app so um and i i always i had a headspace uh, subscription for some time so i tried the app and used it and they basically built a fancy audio player with some different kind of uh features that uh, that are really 
really good for um, for meditation and stuff like that. And I think it's a great product. I really like Headspace and Calm. But the the thing is, the, it's basically just an audio book or audio snippets built within uh, or built around, and then they build some features around it, and people enjoy using it and it's audio only. So there's there are no real videos. There are some graphics there, but there are no real videos. And th these are also like big, big audio companies, but they rarely get talked about or rarely get put into the space of audio. They're really specialized. They have like, uh, you know, one single focus in a sense that, you know, the context. Yeah. Uh, you are building something which is more generic. Can, can you Can you describe and explain a bit, you know, what did you end up uh, starting this journey and and what is it what voice up does mm, so we started out in the audio space or building something in the audio space last year in september uh, we we played a little bit with um snippets and podcast snippets so we cut different joe rogan episodes and all of other and some other podcasts and uploaded snippets so we didn't really upload them so we used the rss feed then technically um made some snippets so we never we never stole any any content from them or downloaded the mp3s and did something else with that so we got uh, the rss feed uh, made some timestamps basically and built a player around it where you can press on different time Uh, time uh, areas within the podcast and there are like little titles there what uh, the podcast uh, what is what the guests and the host talk about at a certain point within the podcast and we played a little bit with that we built a landing page we we got some users uh, on it but we thought okay this is something that needs to be integrated in platforms where people already listen to podcasts and it's not something that you can build a new kind of platform with because people won't go to your platform just to listen to some podcast snippets if there so it's are like a feature not a product yeah it's not a, yeah 100 so if you are on spotify and you they give you some different snippets and timestamps within the episode then that's great but it's not a good enough reason to switch a platform it's just not it's just not big enough for the user and the only thing that we learned was that the only thing that's big enough for users to really engage with new platforms is to provide them with unique content that they cannot get anywhere else. So then we started thinking about, okay, what are some cool stuff you can do with audio and where you can create create content, uh, but it's not happening right now or people are don't doing this right now. So we came up with a concept that you could basically build an app for people to have live group conversations and meet new people there, talk to new people and maybe do something like a group podcast there, record some parts of it and then also providing them with an area where they can post some little recordings um, like that we call snippets there um, of their live groups or also just if they have a random thought they, they want to put in uh, to the, the app, then they just can press record and record it within the app and build These two features to to upload pre-recorded audio and to do live groups uh, build these two features around communities, so that you create a community that's that has like a specific topic and uh, people can join there and people can host live groups there and post snippets there. So that's like the basic kind of functionality that you can do on on VoiceUp. 
So could you describe it as like uh, you have a community and you you provide a platform to you know for the, that community to communicate with audio, or is it the other way around? That like okay, I really love to talk to people. Let's find some cool uh, topics and, and people to talk with. Mm. So what's the which you know when should I join? Or who should join Voice Voice Hub? What's the purpose of Voice Hub? Oh, that that's a good question. I think that it's always the other way around so it's always that you join the platform because of the content that it's there and because like you get something there that you cannot get anywhere else so um i don't and that's that's interesting because that's you need to have this content for people to join but if you don't have this content nobody will join and you will never get this content so like you have a chicken egg problem there and that's i think also in the startup world so one of the hardest problems that that need to be solved or that uh, that you as a startup need to solve but it's definitely that way that you need to create create content in any way you can do it so we at the moment do it with uh, scheduled events or with some spontaneous live groups or people upload um, snippets uh, on topics they are interested in so you really need to work really hard to get this first user base however possible um, and then people join the platform after that after you got this content just because of the content and because of the the interactions because of the community that they cannot get anywhere else and we just use audio because it's not an oversaturated market so that not that's not true not just because of that but it's not an oversaturated market and there are some some really great opportunities out there to create great great audio content that has not been created before and also to provide great experiences because At the end, people don't really care if you do it with video, if you do it with audio, if you do it with text, if you do it with whatever. They only care about that they have a great experience and that they get great content out of it or that a creator sees opportunity to create create content on the platform. And that's something that we are focused on and something that we are working on. So the purpose of VoiceUp to join VoiceUp is really that you can interact with people Uh, in a way and listen to content in a way and consume content in a way that has not been done before. So that's like the objective. And in the early, early days, you need to work very, very hard to get this content onto the platform. So that's probably why Clubhouse the, may be a competitor of yours in, in some sense. Uh, in the West Coast, they they have all these celebrities in there, and, and you know it's really exclusive club. That that's basically the content, you know, access yep. to people you would not otherwise have, and and that provides the, you know, the context and the content and and the appeal to go in there. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, I'm I'm not on Clubhouse, and uh, of course we are in the same kind of uh, space there. Uh, I think they they build something. From the from a technical standpoint, they did a genius move there to to build something super simple to use, and then they had the contacts and the opportunities to onboard people that are people that you want to have on some podcasts or want to listen to podcasts and people that uh, you follow on on Twitter. Um, so they got really great content very very early on, and therefore also had like a really great growth there. 
um, I really don't want to participate in any speculations of how this can evolve and scale in the future. But I think they had like a good start, definitely a very good start. And uh, it will be interesting to see how they will develop uh, in the future. We are really focused on our community right now and building great experiences for our community. I think the market is huge, so it doesn't really matter if there are like one, two or three other people in the same space. I think it also helps the space. So if there's one uh, company or one product that's successful out there, this can help other products to to become more or to to ride this wave. Um, and but we are focused on our community on what we are doing um, uh, on the content we want to create and really want to see how far we can get with that so yeah what are your thoughts on asynchronous and synchronous uh, talk so if the first one is like uh, you tweet and then you reply on the tweet or you know you you record a snippet and then somebody records a reply snippet so you can do that obviously on your own time but you you're missing the the what we're doing now the live discussion I've, so what do you think you know and are there actually different preferences that you know or is it like different types of people doing that yeah or? yeah there are 100 different preferences and i think to really build a company or a product that can hit scale uh, in that area you need both so you need Synchronous, well, you don't need both, but you probably it's better if you have both because synchronous content is really magical. Sometimes there are some, there's just some things that can happen when you create synchronous content that could not happen if you just sit uh, in front of a microphone alone and try to think about something that you want to record. But having asynchronous content enables you to build up a library and to build up. Um, knowledge and also like social not social capital but like content capital so to say that really pays dividends over the long run so as longer uh, the longer you you have asynchronous content on a platform the more people uh, create asynchronous content the more people can consume in the future and the more valuable and unique content you will have and this will so it's like an investment It's definitely an investment. And like I think on VoiceUp right now, these live groups are the highlights. And then snippets are the, the working horse of VoiceUp. So uh, the asynchronous content is really like the thing that builds up VoiceUp over time. And uh, the highlight groups and live groups build up the community. And this combined can create a pretty powerful product and there are definitely preferences for people to to listen to asynchronous content uh, whenever they want and i think a platform it's great if a platform provides that and there are also some really great use cases if you just can jump on a in a live group and listen to people or just engage in a live group i think they are just, these are just two different kind of approaches and most of the big platforms out there all combined both so you can do live streams on youtube but you can also watch videos on youtube later on you can do um you can watch live streams on twitch but you can also watch the live video and clips on twitch later on you can you can do live on 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 facebook but you have also asynchronous content you can do live on instagram but you have also asynchronous content so It's definitely easier to scale with asynchronous content just because 
you don't need to have people on the app at the same time all the time. But synchronous content can really create magical experiences and uh, build great relationships between people. So the combination of both can be very powerful. How should I think about or consider or, or even you know then implement and execute you know if I, if I want to start to do audio and I want to start to do snippets and, and you, you know if they are like an investment so you know they are there uh, for for the long term so if I would actually like to make some kind of a courses for example uh, you know in a regular way that you you training courses or something and you make a the, the whole course and, and then you sell that and that's sort of a unity but you know if the snippets are like a few minutes or you know they're they're quite short how should i group them together should there be a theme or you know they're just like uh, things by themselves how how should i go about this you know so if i want to plan it uh, a bit ahead of, mm -hmm. of time so i think it, the, the best thing you can do is to think about snippets. Uh, that, that's also pretty specific on, on VoiceUp right now. So I, there are definitely also some other platforms out there um, doing some stuff with, with short-form audio. But on VoiceUp, you can definitely think about snippets as mini podcast episodes. And you should think about how can I provide a lot of knowledge within a snippet um, in a condensed time. So snippets, they, we don't have time limits. So you can record a snippet that's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You can record one that's one minute. But what I think is that snippets are then the most valuable if there's really content behind them if you listen to it. So questions most of the time don't work with audio well just because if you if I record a question now that I want to uh, that I want to ask the community, Nearly my whole question will be, uh, will people can see in the title itself. And then when they listen to like a six second or 20 second or 30 second question, then that's just not great content. And especially if you imagine listening to multiple snippets, um, uh, for, uh, listen to one snippet and then listen to the next snippet, listen to the next snippet, like in a playlist then having these six seconds or 30 second snippets where there's no real real content within the audio, but it's more like a question, then I think that's complicated. So I think it's, it's interesting to consider um, snippets as mini podcast episode where you want to provide value, where you pro want to provide knowledge, where you want to provide motivation, where you want to provide any, any kind of anything from these different areas. And then record it and put it out there so people can even get value from it if they listen to it like in one year maybe or in one month or one hour um so you really provide something meaningful within a snippet and we had some examples of that already obviously you also uh, uploaded some great snippets uh, we had some other users uploading some great snippets um and there are really snippets that go for 10 minutes or 12 minutes or even eight minutes where there's really a lot of value in them. When you listen to them, you have like the feeling that you read a short little, uh, you, that you read a blog post or that you, that you read something with real um, content within it. And 
yeah, I think that's like a good approach to build up a library of knowledge there. And it, they are easier to create than a podcast. You can do them on your own. You can also host a live group where people are record that and post snippets from that later on. So there are different kind of th ways you can think about it, but we really like the thought or we think that the uh, that snippets are really valuable um, if there are some value and content within it itself. And it's not just a question or something, but really something you learn, something uh, that if there is something in it that you can learn and say, ah, okay, I didn't know that before. And then so you could basically on. say that they are like uh, having the same rules like an article just uh, mm -hmm. put you know some really something you know one topic or one theme at a time or one, one topic basically and, and just you know put it in the article don't put too many ideas there but just you know be elaborate get your point through and, and you know just be concise and and you know that's typically a good article that you know you just have a few points people can really understand and, and yeah. that's it yeah 100 I'm just actually thinking that we're practicing for the next 10 or 20 years uh, because we are approaching a physical limit. Well, it's always been there, but we just have, have a, you know, just very, very limited applicability for that one in human history before. I'm referring to the Elon Musk and the other guys going to Mars because, you know, we can only talk with snippets. There's no live communication possible. So you don't want to be the annoying uh, person just like uh, text messaging with, uh, you know, one word or sentence at a time and just, you know, sending tens of them because that's really annoying, you know, receiving every eight minutes. So how long does it take to, to, to get a one that, you know, it's like questions, 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 you know, 10 second uh, MP3s. You've been doing entrepreneurship for quite a long time you were 18 when you started your first company how did that happen <laughs> or should we actually go back to the almost like into the beginning of tom and, and you know how you experimented with uh, <laughs> with the sound and voice and and you know you you were sort of banding together with the current team as well yeah so we can do that so like my whole life and also put out this one article where i described why i like audio uh, my whole life I did something with, with music or with audio content. I had like a little recorder as a kid and recorded some conversations with my with my brother and uh, or with my parents and I had some really did you post them. Yeah, I didn't post them because there was like like a real option to to get this tape then out there. I always deleted it, uh, re rewinded it and then uh, started from scratch. But uh, these are like where the early beginnings. I had a couple of bands as a teenager. I, I played, uh, I play drums, and I still enjoy doing uh, making music whenever I can. Uh, so audio and music, these two areas have always been like a part of me. And so where should I go? Spotify or SoundCloud to find your stuff? To, to find that that's uh, uh, that's the good thing that we never really we, we hadn't any money to to buy recording equipment so we only had like our band practices and some uh, little uh, concerts my dad uh, maybe has some little recordings but they are not available online so there's no no album or single with my name on it online so i think that's maybe a good thing because yeah we were just kids having fun uh, and uh, do, making some music so yeah well i'm actually now thinking that you know you, you have a platform now you know where you can do lives so you know why do talking if you can make music so i'm i'm totally hearing that you know there's gonna be some uh, 
band playing in real life you know soon <laughs> yeah i think i think that would be great content definitely so having like a hub that's dedicated to a certain kind of genre or to a certain kind of topic so i think that's also something that we haven't not figured out 100 um what hubs on communities on on voice hub really are so if there are if it's like that a hub Uh, needs to be called rock music and then you have bands playing there or if the hub needs to be called um, band practice and then you have like bands playing there or if the hub needs to be called I don't know talent rising or music talent rising and then you have like little contests there I'm, I'm not sure how what like the perfect communities on, on voice hub will be I think that's something that time will show what will work best Um But I can 100% imagine people creating music and creating music content on VoiceUp. I think that would be great. Now I want uh, everyone in the audience to send Tom some, uh, you know, direct <laughs> messages in VoiceHub or email or Twitter and probably, you know, the all the other co-founders as well that, you know, we will join if and when you do a live concert of your band all the covers <laughs> get like the old old members together yeah that would be that would be interesting definitely yeah so at the moment I, unfortunately i don't have a band but like getting the old folks together would also be pretty funny i think <laughs> you started doing some importing uh selling drop shipping uh, you know this sort of uh Also trending things which have been happening the last mm -hmm. 10 years. A lot of people are selling things in online. So you were practicing that when you went to 18. Yeah, so actually I, the first real company I, I created and also had like the with a small little team there was called Ustad and it was focused on um, universities and giving students the option to share uh, student materials and that's, this was like the first step uh, after graduation or during uh, during my graduation time when I was 18 uh, we started this company without having any knowledge about students and what students really want but we thought this would be like an interesting kind of concept because we would like to have that as soon as we started studying so we built that did a lot of mistakes there just because nobody really knew how to run a company and how to grow a company and after that um, i started with etn who's now also a co-founder and voice up a company called active moves and active moves basically was selling uh, gym equipment uh, from China, uh, buying gym equipment from China and selling it on, on uh, Amazon with our own label. And this was a pretty fun experience because we, we had some, we also had a lot of, we also did a lot of mistakes there. Um, but it, it taught us a lot about how to run really, how to really run a business and how to grow it. And after that, um after that we we started to do some other things to to play around we we could uh, earn or we had earned some money with with selling these products so we had some time to play around with different kind of uh things we we also did some um agency work for some companies after that just to to build some tech products and now over the last couple of years we really developed into a more serious company Uh, what like not serious but we really are all full-time and engaged with uh, voice up right now and building voice up right now so uh, yeah this was a fun ride over the last couple of years we definitely did a lot of mistakes we all we're still doing a lot of mistakes but um we learned a lot over that time 
So are there any other lessons you have learned uh, for those who are thinking of starting a new company or are already uh, having their startup? Yeah, so probably so many lessons. I think also the first thing that comes to my head right now is that maybe if you have the opportunity to get somebody mentoring you, but I'm not mean like uh, somebody online saying, hey, I'm going to tell you how you're going to sell 10,000 dollars worth of books or something like that not like these these shady kind of mentors but if you have somebody uh, that you know um, or that you can reach out to and they can help you to 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 make to not make some mistakes in the beginning they can tell you their learnings i think that's super valuable and saves you a lot of money the other thing there what i would also say is that even if you have a mentor you probably still w- will make a lot of mistakes and you need to be comfortable with that uh, and you need to have always you need to make mistakes but always just try to make mistakes that don't put you out of business that's also maybe a good learning um, you need to have a good team don't think that you can do anything on your own that's really true and you always also don't need to do anything everything on your own um, it's good to have team members that uh can help you on certain things and you need to also trust them that they do these things well and you also don't need to be a perfectionist uh, that there's these things that they are doing always needs to be like you want them to be um, so you need to let go there on, on some tasks and mm, never try to be motivated by anything external that's also pretty important because Building a startup uh, or building a company, creating a product is really, really hard. Basically, nobody cares out there until you build something that's really valuable. So you need to have some kind of internal motivation to move forward with your project because external motivation is something, (laughs) there is no money at the beginning. There is no success at the beginning. There are no people shaking your hand and want to be in the same room with you in the beginning. So there are no none of these external things and you really need to have an internal motivation to keep going because it's hard. Um, and yeah, so I think these are the, like the some of the learnings. There are probably some more that I'm not able to express right now, but uh, these are some of the learnings I would say are pretty important. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? In English or in German? Uh, you can decide. <laughs> so, <laughs> in, in German, I think maybe that's not, that's unfair to some of the listeners. But in German right now, there, there's oh, that's super niche and also like a little bit cringe probably. But uh, there, there are some YouTubers right now having like this greeting they do in their videos. And it's always like, Moin Meister. And it basically mean, means like, hey, master. Uh, but like Meister in, in German is pretty easy word. So it's like you say that to some people just like, hey, Meister, uh, was geht? Um, so it's like a greeting that I use often right now. And in English... Uh, serendipity I think is my favorite word because I, that's something that we don't have in German um, so serendipity is you plan everything in German beforehand <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's true there's no serendipity in German uh, or in Germany but 
Um, yeah, I, th I like that word. I think it, I like what it means. Uh, I like how it sounds, even though I'm not pronouncing it right. Uh, right, but uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite word in English. What is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Hmm. Uh, that's maybe I also use it a lot. Uh, that's maybe like like this this filling word where you put in like all the time. I use it a lot, and I would love to not use it uh, as much. And sometimes, if if you're a German or if you're European, you sometimes struggle with uh, native speakers using words like great or amazing or fantastic all the time because in in German you don't use such good words in sentence all the time. So you don't say super, klasse, mega, finde ich geil, oder irgendwie so, uh, some, something like that in, in your normal kind of communication all the time. But it's not like my least favorite word. It's just something you need to get used to that this is just how the, the language works. But if I would say what's my not, my, my not favorite word, then it would be like, because I would like to use it less. <laughs> What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Mm, music, 100%. So music is for me the, the best way to get new creative ideas. And then also landscapes. That sounds maybe a bit lame, but I like to go for, for a run and uh, I enjoy being in the outside. And having like great landscapes that you can look over, this is also something that really triggers my creativity and makes me feel good. So like the combination of both probably. And then yeah, music, but music is the, the best creative trigger for me. What turns you off? Uh, silence. So uh, I think I, I struggle if everything is too silent. I like a little bit of noise. I like some some things happening um i like energy i like all of these different kinds of triggers that that gets you going i'm i'm i also like to talk maybe some of you already noticed it but <laughs> so i like i like noise um and silence is definitely a turn off there what is your favorite curse word in in german it would be a uh, dolly Uh, that's something you say if somebody is doing something stupid, but it's not mean. So it's like a nice kind of thing. Uh, if you say uh, you are or du bist ein Dulli, so that's like a nice way you you talk to 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 some of your friends if they did or if they say something that was funny and stupid at the same time. So, and in English. Mm, I would say uh, probably shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, probably shit. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of a good old V8 engine. So that's or, or V10, probably like V10 engine, the sound of a V10 engine. If you if you think about an R8, Audi R8 and the V10 sound of that car, that's really that's a great sound. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, scratching on, uh, I don't know what's the, uh, on a board in schools, you have like this, this boards where yeah. you write down stuff and if you scratch there with your fingernails, that's something that gets me out of the room pretty quick. And also if you're, if you're, if, uh, if uh, women or men doing their nails with like this, this little, I also don't know what it's called in English. Oh. 
what is it? Uh, I think it's file. File, I mean. yeah. If they, if, yeah, that's also something that gets me out of a room pretty quickly. What profession other than your own would you like to attend? Being a doctor, probably. So um, I, I love medicine. I love um, the whole human body or the, the the biology of the human body, and I wanted to to actually study medicine but the thing that that turned me off studying uh, becoming a doctor was just like how the work is set up and i'm also don't like to be locked in into something uh too specific so i like to do and i like to experiment with different things and being a doctor would have meant for me that i that maybe sounds stupid but i i would be a doctor for my whole life and it's not that you can switch your profession that easily And also, there you, I'm not a really good. I'm. A, I was a good student in school, and I also was like a good student in the university. But I didn't really enjoy it, so I'm not good with sitting down for a long period of time and learning things. So I don't really enjoy it, and that's something that you definitely need to do if you want to become a doctor. So yeah, I'm more. Uh, I, I like the practical side. I like to do things instead of just sit there and learn about it theoretically. What profession would you not like to do? Um, that's also something strange, probably. But um, I I admire every policeman out there or a policewoman, and I also thought about it when I was younger to become a policeman or a woman. But I think you always are in situations where you have to deal with really hard decisions and with with really sometimes complicated people also and it's just that i i think it's um, admirable that people are doing this but it would be something that i would like to do right now if you could be a co-founder of any startup in any era which one would you choose Ooh, uh, i think the easiest answer for that would be voice up so i'm pretty happy with my team right now and i'm pretty happy what we are doing um I think uh, entrepreneurs uh, and humans in general always tend to to think that the grass is greener on the other side. So there are interesting companies out there. And to answer your question more directly, I think um, Netflix is an incredible, incredibly interesting company. Spotify is also really interesting. These are some of the, the more popular ones. I think what Descript Descript does uh, with, with audio and editing is super, super interesting and will be definitely be, be valuable in the future. So these would be like the external things, but I'm I'm really happy with what we are doing at VoiceUp. Any final thoughts or words for the audience? Mm, so maybe like a little uh, a little plug here. So um, we are an early beta with VoiceUp. If you would like to come buy and come on the platform and try it out and play with it. Uh, we definitely, you can definitely do it. Our domain is voicehub.app um, and uh, you can drop your info there in the early access uh, form to join the beta. Other than that, if you are an entrepreneur out there, uh, I def you need to know that it's hard. Uh, I think you probably know, but it's hard and you need to keep going if you really like it. If you are an investor out there, try try to support entrepreneurs as good as you can don't try to be evil try to be good to your entrepreneurs uh, they really appreciate it and will pay it forward over the next couple of years and you basically most of the time at least have aligned interests so uh, try to have a good communication there and if you just 
listening and still listening, then um, yeah, thank you for taking the time and uh, uh, I hope that you enjoyed this uh, podcast. Thank you, Tom, for the sound advice. Thank you.